Hey, hey, my name is Kirsten Galfan, and I'm so glad you're here. We'll be chatting and getting pumped up about how to make your life better and healthier, and sometimes easier and more fun too, right? I get to coach and train people like you almost every day, and we bring the fun, accountability, and results to where you're at right now. We'll be here weekly with a fun and crazy mix of inspiration and application, incredible guests, and your quick Friday victory lap. You are here at the Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I am so excited for you to listen to this podcast episode. It has been so helpful for me since when we recorded it to now when it drops. And I've already used the strategies, have wins. And if you stay till the end, you can hear my wins and hopefully be inspired by a place for you to start if you're anything like me or your inbox looks anything like me. But if you're more advanced, closer to Cynthia's level, then there's definitely some stuff in here for you. I like that she's not just one size fits all. She's actually like making this a methodology, but we can strategically take action on it and it feels really good and I can't wait to hear your wins as well. So let's jump into this episode. Welcome back, Cynthia. You're a regular. I love it. Thanks for having me again, Kirsten. How are you? Yes, I'm doing great, but I'm not going to lie. Even though as much as I want to have this conversation about email, it's given, getting me all anxious because I have always had this thing with email that I'm like, oh my goodness, how does anyone ever figure this out? There's something wrong with you, Kirsten, because I feel like I can never catch up with messaging and email being one of them. So I see you as a person and I've heard you say it before and a couple other friends will say things like inbox zero, things like that. And I also warned you before we hit record, I also (laughs) want to push back on how much time we're all spending on email. And I looked up some things, but I know the way I do it is not helping. You know what I mean? Just because I'm behind doesn't mean I'm like, oh, great. I'm spending less time than average. I'm sure I'm spending more time and still not feeling caught up. So there's my story. Are you ready for (laughs) a therapy session? I love it. Well, (laughs) in fairness, I can also relate. I think that many people can relate to this idea that there's a direct correlation between the number of unread messages in your inbox and your stress level when it comes to email. So um, hopefully today we can kind of go through some strategies that I found to be helpful, but it's still one of those things where you can read. I read about all different strategies. You mentioned inbox zero, but it's just a matter of taking those ideas and then really making it work for you, your workflow and Um, the type of, whether it's your personal inbox or your professional inbox, but whatever space you're in and whatever the demands of that job are, that may also impact how you translate some of this. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if I'm trying to give myself excuses right out the gate, but we should value or think about how we show up best and try to maximize that for the best impact. 
And, but I'm super excited to learn some hacks from you. Before we start, I just Googled before, before I jumped on with you, how much time people typically spend reading and replying to their emails a day. Do you have any guesses? You're talking in work life or in general? Um, well, the one article I found was by Forbes. So really work life professionals. Yeah. I'm going to say half of your day, four hours. Oh, wow. See, it's not that bad, but oh my goodness. Good. I'm glad I I went, I went big. Okay. Good. Over two and a half hours, uh, replying to emails a day. And that one stat was 2017, but then I found a stat in 2019 that was 2.6 and about over a hundred, um, messages receiving. I'm guessing those are not spam. Hopefully, um, that doesn't count, but maybe it does. And this is what was insane to me. This was a stat I found. I didn't double check these like eight times, but these seem about right so far in 2022 people check their email. How many times per hour? What do we think? Mm, 23. See, once again, you're double. So it's 11 times a day. (laughs) Okay. Or 11 times per hour. Sorry. 11 times per hour. 28% of the work time is spent on email. 84% keep email in the background going on. Uh, So we spend a lot of time on email and I am always trying to be present and have a better impact. And I also know our brain doesn't, it doesn't multitask well. It toggles back and forth and basically lose efficiency. So um, with that being said, I like your philosophy of like, try these things out. Is that what it is? And see what works for you. But I want to hear some of your best practices and your hacks about feeling really good. And just so I can show you how bad it is. Oh, God. Um, This is actually better than normal because you know what else always happens to me? So it's I have about 7000. Is that unread messages? Yes, that that red giant chicken pox is your unread messages, Kirsten. I'm at 23 right now. 23. And that's in my that's in my personal in my personal Gmail. Oh my goodness. That's your personal Gmail. And what about your work? Do you have a separate work email then? My work email at the moment is at eight unread. Okay. Wow. Yes. So let's start there. Why do you like it that way? And then tell us some of your best, best, best practices, please. All right, let's do Got it. My pen out. I'll, I'll try and go sequentially, but we may jump around a bit um, cool. to kind of speak to, I want to start by speaking to what you shared earlier with that stat about the amount of time a day we do spend on email. One of the things that, so I should, the caveat should be, it depends on your work. If you're in a job that is more reactionary, maybe you do need to keep your email up. Um, I previously worked in a school and at times it was important if something significant was happening that we had our email up. Um, So it depends on your role, but 
it is really helpful to designate times of day to check your email. So if you if you can designate 30 minutes at the start of your day, in the middle of the day, at the end of the day, however you want to set that up, and it doesn't always have to be as much as 30 minutes, but set up some chunks of time. You're going to get through a lot more. You're going to get into a rhythm. Then this reactionary stopping every few minutes to respond to an email, because every time you do that, your mind has to then recalibrate. What was I working on? Where did I leave off? So you are ending up taking a lot more time. So that's my, yeah. that's a, my first tip. I always love ending my day by going through my inbox, cleaning it up, responding. It makes a huge difference because you leave feeling more accomplished. And then you have a very clear sense of how tomorrow might start in terms of priorities based on anything that may have come through your inbox. Got you. So do you make any notes to yourself so your brain can rest for the next day? Yeah. So, um, so that comes to the next part. If you're not yet using folders, uh-huh. you need folders. <laughs> now there are, um, it, there's an actual inbox zero philosophy and process, uh, but, and I think as part of that, they give some folder suggestions, but what I found over time is our email does a really good job with the search feature now. However, just because we can search doesn't mean it should sit in our inbox itself. I still see the value in folders, but that also means you don't want too many folders because then you don't remember what folder you put it in. Right. And for me, I don't want just one folder, like a a red folder. I have a few categories. So What that might look like is in my, in my personal Gmail, I have a keep folder and then a folder with each of my children's names. That's my method at work. I have probably six folders, depending like different um, departments or buckets of work. And um, I like things to look pretty too. So um, Uh when I name my folders, I use the if you have on an Android or an iPhone, um, just in emojis in general, there are these colored circles, kind of look like bullets, but they're a bigger circle. So I use a colored circle and then uh, the folder name. And that way things, my brain responds well to color. So I know it goes in the blue folder, right? Even though the yeah. blue folder has a name too, that just works yeah. for me. That's cool. I like that. So awesome. I think bouldering things is really important because Otherwise it's just clutter in your inbox. If you've already opened the message and take, take an action, you need to either delete it, mm-hmm. forward it to someone else. If you have to delegate whatever that request is or folder it, if you want some, if you want to refer back to it. Okay, cool. So if someone is listening today and they, um, are like you with 7,000, <laughs> 8,000 emails, huh? When determining which folders to have, it is good to like take a week and look and see what kind of messages do I get? What different categories do they fall into? And then make your folders from there. And you're going to go through iterations. If we looked yeah. at my inbox 10 years ago, I had all of these folders and then yeah. I wouldn't remember what folder I used. Uh-huh. And I really scaled it back, like taking that simplicity match. But folders are a big thing because It should only sit in your inbox if you haven't read it or if there's some type of action that you need to take. Everything else needs to be out of your inbox in a folder, forwarded to someone else or deleted. 
Um, And that kind of brings me to the next thing. When you're checking your email, I forget which productivity guru shared this, but um, the idea is when you open a message, if you can respond in two minutes or less, respond. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, if I, if I can't do that, I mark it unread that way I know to come back to it. Okay. But that's, that also goes back to designating that time. So that way you're sitting in a space. All right, I'm going to take the next 20 minutes to respond to emails. Well, now when you open that email that has a quick reply, you're able to do that. Otherwise we spend so much time opening and closing the same message over time because Mm -hmm. we're not in the right moment to respond. (laughs) Right. So what I, okay, I have a question. Do you find, I've heard it said before, how you do one thing is how you do all things, which is quite the grand statement. However, it can be resourceful to think about it that way. And in this situation, I'm like, yeah, maybe this is how I do some other things too. As far as if I put something away that I need to make a decision on or deal with, I put it away. It just gets, I never look at it again. So that's what I'm scared about. <laughs> that's a valid. So for that exact reason, it shouldn't leave your inbox unless you've acted on it. Okay. And acting on it would mean, um, forwarding to the, so let's say it's an email. Um, and really it, it I'm the wrong point of contact forward mm-hmm. it on and delete. Or maybe it's something that is you receive as an FYI, or it's a reference that you want to come back to, um, like your fitness inspired, you know, monthly themes or something. I'll put that in a a folder. Yeah. Or um, it's something that, so then the last two for me tend to either be something I need to do, a report I need to generate for someone, an answer I need to get that will sit in my inbox. And then if it's something longer, let's say I'm working with someone and we're putting together some type of deliverable and there's, um, a list of like factors to consider or information to include. What I do is I take that and put it into my Microsoft to-do list because we use, um, office 365 at work, but maybe your to-do list is a paper notebook or the notes app on your phone. I do transfer to do items elsewhere to my to-do list environment. And then I either folder that or delete it. That helps me too. So that truly would mean that your inbox shouldn't be your perpetual to-do list. If it truly is a to-do list item, you should put it on a a to-do list (laughs) and then folder it or delete it or do whatever you need to do with it. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, And I'm like you, I've, um, really been into simple lately more. So I remember years ago, my business, probably like five years ago, I hired someone to try to help me with this. And she made me a million folders and like these like sorting things that would just sort things automatically. And I'm like, <laughs> so still that, I'm lost. Um, I love that you brought that up because nowadays you can set rules to put things straight into a folder. And this goes back to what works best for you. That doesn't work for me because if it's in a folder, I'm only going to see it if I need to go to it. My brain doesn't process that I need to take action on items in a folder. So I've had colleagues in the past that keep a to-do or take action folder. 
that works for them. It does not work for me. I need to have it in my inbox and then either add it to my to-do list or send it off or actually respond. Uh, So that's a good point having, and so some people have the rule set where everything, um, you know, everything that says form response goes to this folder. Well, maybe you don't need that notification if you're never going to look at it. Right. Um, So kind of like rethinking your workflow, but yeah, what does have value with that is from time to time, we have a special project that we're working on. So a really good example, if there's any teachers or administrators on the call, when I was working in a school, a great example would be like back to school. Mm-hmm. That was a special project in my eyes. So I would um, create a folder with an underscore and then the name because in Outlook, it alphabetizes. So that was always at the top yeah. and everything specific to that special project or that communication, I'd slide into that folder And then when that event is done, if I no longer need those emails, I just delete the folder and everything inside it. Or, oh my gosh, that must feel so good to delete a whole folder, right? It's like when you're decluttering and you just take the boxes and boxes to goodwill, it feels like freedom. Yeah. So think of it like your seasonal folders. So in my personal inbox, I do that for Christmas. Uh, any order confirmations I put in this Mm. Christmas folder in case I ever have to refer back, but then come February, I just delete it. Yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. What if, um, I'm playing devil's advocate here because this has been a struggle for years. And then I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I had a coach, um, say it's fine not to have certain commitments to things. And to say, like, I'm not committed to this, but I am committed to, you know, being organized and not missing important things. And so that is what I'm committed to. But I really don't, honestly, spending two and a half, three hours a day on email does not feel like the greatest use of my time as far as impact goes. And you know, making a ripple effect, like at the end, you know, when you think of this is an extreme way of thinking, but if I think of, you know, at the end of my life, looking back, what are the things that I'm going to want to really have an impact on and have, you know, what are the things that are truly going to matter? And so with email, it's like, okay, what are the goals with email? Maybe I need to start there. I, yeah, I told you this was going to be a therapy session. So here's, here's another. And I think that this was a wise colleague who once told me this, (laughs) that sending emails equals receiving emails, right? That's right. So the more emails, it's just like pulling out a hair (laughs) to come back to the funeral. It's so simple, but what we can do to help it is think just like you said, what's the goal of this email? So if I'm sending an email and I want, and Kirsten, you've done this before, you totally, or, and to your credit, you also do a great job responding back, but let's say you send an email and you're like, I want to hear, you know, what you're up to this weekend. That's healthy and exciting respond back. Well, instead maybe use another tool. Like yeah. add it to this Jamboard, which is a little post-it notes where 
it's community based. Everyone ah, can see the responses yeah. or maybe you respond in a Google form. And that way, instead of mm-hmm. getting 50 responses, you're getting 50 responses that are now organized in a spreadsheet for you to then do whatever you need to do with that information. Yeah. So it's also thinking about if I'm sending an email and saying, um, you know, all right, we're, we're going to do X. Let me know if you're interested and which um, topics you, you want, right? I'm just trying to be generic. Yeah. Instead of 50 people responding back to me saying, yes, I'm interested. And these are the three topics. And then you're now kind of the data miner moving yeah. that information. Use a right. form and it, yep. it looks nicer for the end user. Yeah. And then it puts all of the information, it, it automates the process for you. So look for opportunities to automate. Ooh, that's good. I like that. I'm getting all kinds of ideas and it meets a goal of mine to add community because everything I do, uh, I just think it's better when you're having fun in community, people have better results and enjoy the process more too. So that's fun. I love that. Okay, cool. I have one more really good one. So in, in my professional life, I use Outlook and I don't think that I've, I haven't found this feature, but personally I use my Gmail. And one of the things that Gmail has that I love is the snooze feature. Mm. And with the snooze feature, um, I often use it for things like credit card bills. Yeah. Let's say the bill's coming due instead of that sitting in my inbox, I snooze it to you know, a later date and then it reappears and I can take care of it at that time. Um, I also use that for tracking. So if you're like me and you find yourself ordering things online from time <laughs> to time, you don't necessarily, you can always log in online and get your tracking, but sometimes we can forget that we have a package coming. So let's right. say I ordered from, you know, an online vendor is expected to come on Thursday. I got my tracking. I'll snooze that email until Thursday. And that way I get the reminder, like, oh, that should arrive today. And then once it arrives, I delete it. But cool. It's also your reminder because sometimes we can forget and realize we never did receive something. Yeah, good point. So do you have quick hits? The only quick hit I saw a friend do, and I've been trying to do this a little more. Um, Karen, she I saw her on her phone what we are sitting at a conference and we in between sessions. And you know how most people have their phone out. And so she just starts like tap, 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 deleting in a big chunk. Yep. I wonder if that would help to do that maybe at the beginning, just like you would go around your space with a laundry bin and pick up all the clutter, it kind of frees up your, your space. Do you have any quick hitting things? And do you think that works for you? Do you use that tip? In my purse, in my professional inbox, it's just a, a thing that I need to do. I need to kind of touch every message, even if I just open to delete because okay. I don't want to miss something important. Personally, I do the same exact thing. I'm, you know, waiting for my coffee order at the local coffee shop and I'm just swiping to delete or I'll select a lot of things and delete. However, what I would say before you do that, if you are someone that's listening and are looking to kind of reset and have a fresh start with email, I would first make a good coffee on a Saturday morning, sit down with your device 
and unsubscribe to all of the advertisements that you don't need. You would be amazed at how quickly things start to declutter when you unsubscribe. Yep. Now, so if true. you have, if you fall into that category, and I love that you have seven or 8,000 unread messages because <laughs> it, it reminds me of those memes where it's like, there's this friend and then there's this friend. And I have certain friends and they, if they're listening, they know who they are that are like the 10,000 and I can't even breathe seeing that. And, uh-huh. and then I'm always like the, you know, four messages, but right. if you are that person, it might be, and my husband would say, just select all and delete and start fresh. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's your best option. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm also not advocating for like working beyond your work day to, to, you know, clean this up, but you do at some point need to get yourself to zero okay. before you can start your new process. Yeah. You just will never get caught up if you try and start now with 8,000 messages sitting in your inbox. But once you do that, clear it up then let it sit for a week and see all of the different things that you're getting um, subscription emails to and unsubscribe. Because honestly, every business out there is happy for you to resubscribe at any time in the future. And so maybe you're trying to budget and you don't want all of these, you know, clothing emails, retail store emails, unsubscribe. And then maybe come, you know, holiday time, you do want to look to save and get good sales, resubscribe and unsubscribe again later. Um, but that's like the bulk, especially for those of us that, that maybe our work email is in really good shape, but it's our personal inbox. That is just insane. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good strategy. What would you say? What kind of questions to ask yourself if you want to have all the email going into one or to keep them separate? What are your thoughts there? I guess that comes to a personal preference. So, you know, you're an entrepreneur, so it's some somewhat different. You're your own boss. For me, it's important. And a lot of workplaces do have um, guidelines with email communication. So I very much want all of my work email and my work inbox and all my personal stuff in my personal inbox. The only things that I really subscribe to through a work email address are professional like professional development and reading that pertains to my work that can help me grow in that space. Everything else lives in my personal inbox. Okay. Awesome. So would you explain, you said earlier, the philosophy of inbox zero, what is the, the why behind it? So that's a good, I'm going to explain how I interpret it because if you also look this up, I forget who the who the um, kind of the brainchild behind the idea was, but it's this idea that your inbox really shouldn't be a perpetual to-do list. Mm -hmm. So when it's this idea that when you get an email, I think their philosophy is you should do five different things. You should just delete it if you don't need it, defer it. um, And that would mean, nope, this actually goes to so-and-so. So you forward it to them and delete it, take action and just keep as reference. I think those are the main principles, but it's this idea that it shouldn't, things shouldn't just sit in your inbox. And so there are email programs out there like Outlook that allow you to pin messages to the top. That feature works really well for some people. I've also seen people have 20 messages pinned to the top. So to me, that that's not useful anymore. Yeah. That seems like something I would do. (laughs) Yeah. 
So that's when, if you're just pinning things that are reference materials, have a uh -huh. folder for that. And that yeah. way, if, when you want that information, you can, you know, where to go to find it quickly. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. I, uh, a lot of times I find my, what like makes me come alive and I think has the best impact is being present with people and then creating. Right. And so sometimes when I get in that reactional mode, it doesn't cue my brain up to create very well. Um, cause I kind of get in the weeds and I think about reacting to all this other stuff, uh, via email, but then I've also found <laughs> what happens is if I get into creative creating and then it kind of pushes out, um, the other. So I'll have to experiment with the times of day. I do think that's really good to have select times a day where you can be focused in. And I might even try to use a timer to would, try to get that time down. I would a hundred percent use a timer in the beginning. Um, if you're using a computer with Chrome, there's the Pomodoro app or extension. It's a little tomato and it gives you a 25 minute timer right oh, within nice. your computer. Okay. Or you, you know, just use your, your phone yeah. timer or your watch yeah. timer, but okay. maybe start with one time of day for 30 minutes and see how quickly you can get through email when mm -hmm. you're really just focused on that. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like it. All right. I'm going to try a rapid fire real quick. And that's okay, how we can I think I'm ready for it. Okay. So what do you love about email? Um, ease of communication, sharing information. What do you hate about email? The volume of it at times, not, not thinking about the end goal when sending a message. Awesome. Uh, what do you wish your coworkers and yourself would do in the, with email? Like what would your workplace uh, what, what do you wish we would do differently? Oh, this is a hard one because I'm in a space right now where things I, I used to average over 150 emails a day and yeah, I'm not there anymore. Uh, but I think we have so many different communication channels. This is what I'll say. We have so many different communication channels. So, um, in places of work, sometimes you have a chat channel, like a teams or something like that. And yeah. then email. So it's making sure that you're putting things in the right avenue. Um, for me, and this used to happen in my, this happens in all work. If it's something that I need to deliver on for you, put it in an email to me. Mm -hmm. Because any type of chat, whether it's a text message or a Teams yeah. chat, it can quickly get lost unintentionally. Yep. So think right. about when you're making requests for things, the method that you're using, because if you need some type of deliverable or follow-up, it's always going to be better in email. And I'm also going to invent the um, Mark text message unread feature. That's a whole different yeah. podcast because it's so easy to, to forget because you can't mark it unread the way you can right. in email. Exactly, exactly. And so that's why sometimes I don't read a message right away because I'm like, I need to remember to do something prior to responding. So yes, that's so true. All right, last one. Finish this statement. Email is a tool to 
communicate information. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I am so thankful for you. And let's see, I need to, I need to have some accountability here. So what am I committed to? I am committed to making this a game, setting my timer, not even timer, stopwatch once a day. And I'll experiment with some different times or maybe even look at my week because sometimes every Monday is this way. Every Tuesday is this way. And it's, it might be different five days a week for me. Block so it out. Maybe, Block yeah. It out. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just look ahead at next week and know how that goes. And I put it on there, set a timer or set a stopwatch and see how much progress I can make. And I agree. I'm not going to delete all the past emails, but I've, I see why there's value in putting all your unread ones that you feel like not comfortable deleting in an old inbox folder and just starting from scratch. That's what I would do if I were you. Just okay. make a folder. Yep. Old or however you yep. want to label it. Yeah. And yep. that way you're not deleting it. You can always yep. use your search feature to find it, but yep. you do have to start somewhere. And you're not going to feel like you're making progress when you have a mountain of, you know, 7,000 emails to climb. Exactly. Well, thank you, Cynthia. You're always thank you to talk to you. And these are some great hacks. And more than that, it's, you know, we can choose to change our course with things and something uh, like email can be an awesome tool. And also if, in my case, can bring like stress because I want to, you know, have meaningful conversations, but, you know, having that boundary of like, I am not the greatest at email and choosing different venues to do some of this work that I think is so important. And Kirsten, you do such a great job inspiring action and everyone else. So I am going to set a reminder for a week from today, and you're going to get an audio message from me for an update on how this journey is coming for you. So thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Awesome. All right. We'll talk to you soon. I'm sure I'll (laughs) think of something else. Thank you. See ya. All right. Bye. All right. So I want to hear your wins too but hopefully this will inspire you because my inbox was in rough shape. It's definitely getting there. I feel progress, which honestly, I've hired people in the past to help me. Nothing's ever really stuck until now. And I purposely made there be a gap in between recording this podcast episode and for it coming out. So put some a uh, little bit of accountability for me. So here are a couple of my wins. One, just giving myself the unsubscribe freedom was actually got addicting and knowing that I can always resubscribe to the stuff. I can always do that. So that has been huge for me. And really just kind of owning who I am and who I want to be and Right now during the season, I want it to be simple and allow me to be present with people as much as possible. And I don't feel like it's 100% present when you're doing through email. So I 
obviously it's a great tool and but just kind of owning who I am in it and not giving myself so much shame and then saying like okay what's going to work for me in this season and doing simple systems and just deleting so much and thinking about how do I need this and playing with the snooze feature the stars just keeping it super simple um and just kind of she suggested to be aware of how you use email. And so I was starting to do that. And now I feel like I have another step path forward into some more action steps. So I'm super pumped to keep the ball rolling. And I hope you are inspired and take action on this as well. Oh yeah, you did it. This has been another episode of the Making Changes You Love to Live With podcasts. I think you know already that I love, love, love helping people just like you become stronger, brighter, bolder versions of yourself. I see something in you that maybe you don't even see yet. Okay? So I just want you to like soak that in and receive it and be like, yes, yes, she's talking to me. I can't wait to warm up with you with a little fitness inspired warm up on Friday to get your blood pumping and do a victory lap on your week. Let's finish with this amazing song by Kaylee Joy. And the intro song is her amazing work as well. So woo woo, let's do this thing. I love the sentiment of this song and I hope you enjoy it too. Again, thank you for being here. You listening, you sharing your story, being a part of this community, sharing episodes with friends, sharing this podcast with friends. It just makes a world of difference and allows this to happen. So get it, get it. Have a great day and enjoy the song.
is real life.